the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer, graduate of the Second City, an SNL expert and historian, and each week we will look back at everything Saturday Night Live, the best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full cast, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong. This episode, Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> it's all about two of my favorite characters in the history of Saturday Night Live. That would be Caitlin and Rick. Uh, Caitlin and Rick are two characters that were created by and performed by Amy Poehler and Horatio Sands, respectively. Caitlin is a 10-year-old little girl. Horatio Sands is her uh, stepfather. They're two of my favorite characters um, and two of my favorite things that either of those people did on the show. Amy Poehler, who is widely considered one of the best cast members in the history of the show, created so many uh, memorable characters, wrote so many great things, would go on to movies and go on to unbelievable success in Parks and Rec, team up with Tina Fey and uh, host Golden Globe Awards and be around and do all kinds of amazing things. One of the classic female cast members of all time, a great anchor on, on uh, Weekend Update um, with Seth Meyers, by herself, with Tina Fey, um, just an, an incredible person. Horatio Sands, a memorable and fun um, performer on SNL, uh, wrote some funny stuff, did some, you know, genuinely amusing guy who was often very, very funny, but unfortunately known uh, mostly, I mean, he's done a lot of great work. He did a lot of great work on SNL, but he's kind of known as the guy who breaks all the time. And between him and Jimmy Fallon and whenever, whenever he and Jimmy Fallon were in a sketch together, it was always about them breaking and kind of screwing up the sketch. Um, and that was kind of what he was known for. Although he did solid work, he was a good writer, and he would go on to do other great things in different TV shows and some movies and some other, uh, and some other appearances here and there and live on stage and working in Second City and improv and things like that. He's a very, very funny guy. Um, but, you know, there was a stretch of time where he was hanging out a little bit too much with Jimmy Fallon, taking his cues from Jimmy Fallon, who was always the cute guy who laughs a lot and isn't it cute when he breaks and screws up the scene and screws up the sketch. And Jimmy Fallon did that a lot. Horatio Sands did that a lot. And when they were together, they did it all the time. They were kind of like the Harvey Corman and Tim Conway of Saturday Night Live. Harvey Corman and Tim Conway, who would, uh, Harvey Corman would, would break because of Tim Conway and kind of vice versa. Um, but where, when it was on Carol Burnett, it was kind of like this, it was an acceptable thing. But on SNL, it became a shtick. Jimmy Fallon knew he could break Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands knew he could break Jimmy Fallon. They'd get on stage together and they would just goof around and laugh. And so Horatio Sands, unfortunately, had that reputation tagging along with him throughout his entire career on SNL and further down the road. But 
The thing that separates Rick, the character they created for uh, these series of sketches with the 10-year-old Caitlin, is that he never broke, that he played it seriously, that he actually created a character that wasn't on the verge of breaking, that wasn't always Horatio Sands, isn't he the cute, you know, heavyset guy that does a weird accent but breaks up laughing. He was 100% committed to this character, Rick, and as a result, it was easily the most 100% character that he ever created. He was always in the moment. It was the best performance he ever gave as an actor, especially on that show. And it was a character that never broke. He never broke. He stayed in character. He was a lovable guy. He was a really cool stepdad. And he was never Horatio Sands. He was always Rick. And as, as a result, it's the best thing he ever did on that show. Caitlin, I think, is also the best thing that Amy Poehler did on the show. The character is a, 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 you know, a very hyper 10-year-old. Reminded me of the best work that Gilda Radner did. Uh, reminded me of the best work that Sherry O'Terry did. Reminded me of the best work that Molly Shannon did. These great character comedic actresses who appeared on SNL who were able to create these really crazy and over-the-top characters and be lovable and be 100% like you bought it. You loved Caitlin. You believed that Amy Poehler was this hyperactive 10-year-old and you believed that Rick was his, this, you know, this put-upon stepfather who really cared about her but was just had infinite patience with this hyper 10-year-old. In the best work that Gilda Radner did, Caitlin is up there in, in, Amy, in the Amy Poehler world. So I love these characters, and I love these sketches. And um, just a little background on Caitlin and Rick. Amy Poehler plays this hyperactive little girl uh, in the care of her beleaguered stepfather, played by Horatio Sands. The characters debuted May 1st on 2004. The theme of the sketches was how extremely opposite the personalities of the two main characters were. You had preteen Caitlin, who was extremely hyper, constantly chattering, rapidly running around, jumping over furniture, running around, yelling Rick, 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 Rick. By contrast, her stepfather, Rick, was completely laid back and calm. He was utterly indifferent to Caitlin's hyper antics. He was extremely patient with her. He was portrayed as an extraordinarily patient and good stepfather and a loving stepfather in a beautiful performance by Horatio Sands. When he did apply discipline, it was super calm and laid back. It appeared that Amy Poehler would often deviate from the script and make Caitlin even more out of control and hyper than originally scripted and rehearsed. She did that all the time. It was an attempt to make Horatio Sands break. Um, and for, for instance, in one sketch, Amy Poehler pressed her face against Sands so hard that her forehead was on his temple and her nose was in his cheek and she was croaking Rick, 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 Rick until Sands finally broke a little bit. But he never broke like he always breaks with, with, uh, with Jimmy Fallon. And in fact, you know, as hyper and as crazy as Amy Poehler got as Caitlin, he stayed in character. Best work he ever did. Um, Caitlin's catchphrase and shtick was to rapidly run around in circles yelling Rick, 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 Rick. Um, in, uh, and if the episode's host was female, she would play a friend of Caitlin's or a, a relative of Caitlin's. If the host was male, he played a friend of Rick's or a relative of Rick's usually. In either case, the character played by the host would be peppered with absurd and crazy and, and, and crazy questions by Caitlin. Now, in the last installment of the sketch, Rick didn't appear, uh, but host Molly Shannon played her mother, whom had never appeared in any of these sketches before. And unlike Rick, uh, her mother was every bit as hyper as Caitlin, resulting in an utterly out-of-control hyperness of the very last sketch. So when they did the sketch for the very last time, Horatio Sands wasn't there. Molly Shannon came back to host. And Molly Shannon, as I mentioned earlier, could play these kind of characters in her sleep and do them beautifully. So to have Molly Shannon play her mother in the very last Caitlin-Amy Poehler sketch, beautiful. Here's when she appeared. Caitlin and Rick appeared 
on May 1st, 2004. That's season 29, episode 18. Lindsay Lohan was the host. Usher was the musical guest. Appeared on October 30th, 2004. That's season 30, episode 4. Kate Winslet was the host. Eminem was the guest. We're going to hear that sketch. And by the way, I always give you the date. I always give you the season number and the episode number so you can look these up online and watch them all. Many of these sketches and many of these episodes, whole episodes, are available on Peacock and available on SNL's YouTube channel. So that's why I give you the date, the season, and episode number the host, and the musical guest, so you can easily look it up and watch any of these sketches over and over again or full episodes if you want to. So that's why I give them to you. Uh, This third time that Caitlin appeared, it was January 22nd, 2005. That was season 30, episode 10, hosted by Paul Giamatti, and musical guest was Ludacris in some 41. And again, it's always lovely to look back at the time period. You can really tell when these things happen. That's certainly 2005. Uh, You'll be hearing uh, the Paul Giamatti sketch because I think that's the best one that they ever did. The loveliest one, the funniest one, and that's the one that we're going to play last. She also appeared, Caitlin also appeared in April 16, 2005. That's season 30, episode 17. Tom Brady was the host. Beck was the musical guest. She appeared October 8, 2005, season 31, episode 2. John Heater and Ashley Simpson was the musical guest. John Heater was the host. Hey, remember uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Remember Ashley Simpson? Yeah, that's certainly 2005. <laughs> It's always fun to go back and look at the hosts and especially the musical guests to really get thrown back in a very specific time period. That is as mid-2000s, early 2000s as you can get. She also appeared May 6, 2006. That is season 31, episode 17. Tom Hanks was your host. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were the musical guest. And then that final time she appeared was when Molly Shannon came back to host. That was May 12, 2007, season 32, episode 20. Molly Shannon, again, the host. Lincoln Park was the musical guest. So those are the times that she appeared. That's the background on where Caitlin came from, created by Amy Poehler. Uh, Horatio Sands helped create Rick. They were written by Amy Poehler, and, uh, and, um, and, and some of the other writers uh, would vary on the different sketches. And again, seven times uh, on the show, and each time very memorable. So I love these two characters very much. So let's hear uh, some examples of this. So this first one that I'm going to play is uh, from um, uh, October 30th, 2004, season 30, episode four. Kate Winslet was the host. Eminem was a musical guest. And Kate Winslet um, plays uh, a girl who uh, works uh, at an earring uh, st- uh, an, an earring uh, shop in the mall. And Rick and, and Caitlin are there. Uh, and Kate Winslet uh, is trying to convince Caitlin to get an ear piercing. So here is the very... This is the second time they ever did the sketch, but here is a great example of Amy Poehler and Horatio Sands doing fantastic and lovely character work as Caitlin and Rick. Rick! 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 Can I, can I go walk up the wrong way up the escalator? No. Rick, can I pretend like I'm going to fall in the fountain? No. Rick, can I go to Spencer's Gifts and get you a mug that says number one stepdad on it? And then on the back of it, it says, Rick, 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 Rick. Hey, Uncle Rick. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Becky. I'm not being dramatic, but today has literally been the worst day of my life. I had to pierce three noses and a belly button, and it was an Audi. Hella gross. Are you ready to do this or what? Can I get my ears pierced, Rick? Please, please, I'm 10 years old. Please, Rick, please, can I get my ears pierced? Please, Rick, I want to get my ears pierced because I want to look glamorous. I don't know, Caitlin. 
Uncle Rick, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but if you don't let Caitlin get her ear pierced by her cousin in a sanitary kiosk at the mall, she'll be forced to have it done in some sleazy back alley by a homeless crackhead, and her earlobes will turn black and worms will come out. Hella gross. Rick, if I get my ears pierced, then I'll look really professional when I grow up and I go on job interviews and I'll be like, working not to five, what a way to make a living, barely get to five. It's all taken out and I'll get on top of my bed and I'm to the kids just for my family. Uh, yeah, all right, Caitlin. Calm down, all right? Use your inside voice, too. Uncle Rick, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but if you don't let her get her ears pierced, you're denying her passage to womanhood. Yeah, Rick, that's true, because sometimes, you know, I, I feel like I'm almost 11, and I'm like, whoa, is anybody down there? <laughs> is anything down there, Rick? Rick, Rick, Rick! Kaylin, I told you. Call your mom when you have questions like that. Oh, look, Rick, I'm in an old person parade. Da -da 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 Okay, all right. All right, I guess you can get your ears pierced. Thanks, Rick! Rick! <laughs> Thanks, Rick! Rick! Thanks, Rick! Okay, Caitlin. Yeah. And this is the God's honest truth. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but getting your ear pierced is literally li like getting shot in the ear with a little metal bullet. Is that really painful, Becky, because I'm really scared of pain, because one time I was in my backyard, and I did a cartwheel on a bee, and it stung my hand, and it blew, like, to 50 so times its size, and I was like, whoa, monster hand, and then I was like, please don't kill me, monster hand, I want to see my grandchildren, and then Rick took the stinger out, and we looked at it under a magnifying glass, and it looked like a devil horn, remember that, Rick? I was a devil bee. Caitlin, I don't mean to be dramatic, but there's literally no one in the entire world who's been through as much pain as I have. Like that one time I was drinking in the woods and I laid down on a mound of fire ants. They bit me so bad I could barely get my jeans back on. Okay, that's enough for that story. Let me tell you something. I want a star earring. No, I want a diamond. No, I want a K. No, I want a diamond K. I want a diamond K, a peace sign, a cross, an arrow, a rainbow, and then my ears will look so good that people will be taking my picture and will be like, over here, Caitlin, over here, and I'll be like, la, 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 Caitlin, la, la, la. Caitlin, you have to wear a standard gold stud, and you have to keep it clean to avoid infection. I know a girl whose belly button ring got infected, and now she's in a wheelchair. Oh, my God, Rick, Rick, can I have a sip of your soda for sustenance? No, no, no. no more soda for you. Yeah, I can't have any more soda, because one time I drank a ton of Mountain Dew, and I stayed up all night, and then I was like, oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, what a beautiful day! And then the next day, I was super grumpy. Remember that, Rick? <laughs> Come on, Caitlin. If you want this to be free, we have to do it before my manager comes back. Okay. Wait. Rick, why don't you get your ear pierced with me? I had an earring once. Got ripped out in the hot tub filter. Oh. Okay. Here I go. I don't want to go, Rick. <laughs> Going to get my ears pierced. I changed my mind, Rick. I don't want to get my ears pierced, Rick. Caitlin, are you scared? Scared? Are you crazy? I'm terrified. <laughs> you want me to get you out of getting an earring? 
All right, now I know you're gonna hate me for this, Caitlin, but you're too young to get your ears pierced. Oh. Don't ask me again. Oh, man, no way, Rick! Thank you, Rick! <laughs> Caitlin, I have to say, now that I've searched my soul about it, Uncle Rick is right. Because, and I'm not trying to be dramatic, but if you pierce your ears too soon, people will think you're a slut. Because one time I was making out with my sister's boyfriend. Rick, you don't need to hear that story. <laughs> I want to hear it. No. All right. Um, I'm going to Brookstone. Who wants to go and uh, jump in the massage chairs? Don't fall asleep in the massage chair this time, Rick. You always fall asleep. I might or I might not. Hey, Becky, did that girl's belly button get infected? Yes. Have you ever had an infection? Yes. There it is. Uh, so funny and so sweet and uh, so hyper and just like really, really, <laughs> really beautiful performance by uh, Amy and really great performance by uh, Horatio Sands. And, uh, you know, either the host who always appears in these sketches, Kate Winslet was great as the, uh, you know, I don't mean to be dramatic, um, you know, the, the, the young cousin uh, who was ready to, to pierce her ear. So really great stuff. So uh, that's the first example of how great these sketches are. Amy Poehler was a really special talent on SNL. Um, she appeared, um, she was a cast member uh, on uh, SNL from 2001 to 2008. By the way, her first episode ever was their first episode back after uh, 9-11. That was her, her very first episode when Rudy Giuliani showed up and Paul Simon sang the boxer and all of the police and the firemen and the first responders were all there, still covered in dust from uh, the World Trade Center, uh, from Ground Zero. That was her very first show. She's talked about it several times, about how crazy it was for that to be her introduction to SNL was that really unprecedented uh, episode. But she was there from 2001 to 2008. She's a co-founder of the Upright, Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, she was a co-anchor on uh, Weekend Up with Tina Fey and Seth Meyers, um, and she is a master improviser. She joined SNL in 2001 as a featured player, but she was promoted to the cast as a repertory mid-season in 2002, uh, and uh, that would be on January 12, 2002. In 2004, she joined Tina Fey as co-anchor uh, on Weekend Update after Jimmy Fallon left the show. From 2006 to 2007, she anchored Weekend Update with Seth Meyers, and during Weekend Update on December 13, 2008, she thanked her family and friends and continued uh, for the continued support and announced that that would be her last show. Uh, in April of 2009, Saturday Night Live released The Best of Amy Poehler, and that aired, and she returned to Weekend Update for season four for the finale, uh, hosted by former cast member Will Ferrell. Uh, musical guest was Green Day. That happened on May 16, 2009. She hosted in, the, in season 36. Uh, the premiere on uh, September 25, 2010. The musical guest was Katy Perry, and also she hosted on December 19, 2015. It was the Christmas show of season 41. Uh, Tina Fey was also there. And uh, she joined the, you know, uh, she was, as well as uh, Faye was making her former five-time, um, uh, 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 she was there to help out with a five-time host as well. The musical guest was Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band. And, of course, she spent many years on Parks and Rec. So a little background on the greatness of Amy Poehler, where she came from, and all the great work she did on SNL and beyond. All right, here's the second example of why Caitlin and Rick are such memorable characters. Tom Brady hosted, and it's always weird when, when you know, so it's a, it's a crapshoot when a jock hosts. By the way, I will be doing an entire show about the good episodes and the bad episodes hosted by athletes or jocks who, who are not actors or comedians and sometimes have no business being on stage or performing. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Tom Brady did okay. He did okay. And in the episode that I'm talking about specifically, it was um, April 16, 2005, season 30, episode 17. Tom Brady was the host. Beck was the musical guest. 
and they did a um, another Caitlin and Rick. And this one, uh, Tom Brady plays um, an uncle who's about to get married, and Caitlin is standing up in the wedding party, and she's very, very excited. Uh, to say the least, she's very, very excited about the prospect of being at the wedding. So Tom Brady shows up. It's Rick. It's Caitlin. And it's Tom Brady talking about uh, a wedding in another uh, terrific uh, sketch featuring uh, Caitlin and Rick. Rick! 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 Listen, Rick! I know it's 16 hours until Uncle Scott's wedding, and I know that you told me it was too early to put my dress on, but as co-junior bridesmaid, I really feel like I need to walk around and practice in my dress with the heels and the head thing, and I'll be like, da da ba dum dum da ba dum 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 da no, you're gonna get it all sweaty. He's here, Rick! Rick at the door! Rick, he's here! Rick, Uncle Scott's here! He's at the door! The groom, Rick! The groom is here! He's here, Rick! Hey, Scott, what's up? Hey, Rick. Hey, Uncle Scott! Hey, Uncle Scott's going to the chapel! Uncle Scott's very hungover from his bachelor party. Be quiet. So I need you to be very still. Yeah. Okay, I got an idea. Why don't you play statue? Okay, are you ready? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't breathe. Listen, Uncle Scott, I really need to rehearse and practice with my bridesmaid's dress on because sometimes when you're not in your normal clothes, it screws up your equilibrium and then it can set you off balance. Like this one time, I was wearing my sleeping bag like a cape and I rode my bike off the picnic table and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And when I was in the air, the sleeping bag cape covered my head and day turned to night. <laughs> and I said, dear Jesus, what have you done with the sun? <laughs> when I woke up, I had a zipper mark down my face that stayed there for a week. Do you remember that, Rick? Do you remember the zipper mark, Rick? Yeah, that was nuts. Are you nervous about getting married, Uncle Scott? Because if it was me, my life would be shaking. I'm a little nervous. Just trying to get my wedding vows straight. Well, let's hear them. All right. Here we go. Babe, right on time. A tight fit, right on the money. So sublime, hot, sweet cherries on the vine. Your love is driving me crazy. Your love just takes me away. Isn't that a Sammy Hagar song? <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. You know, I'm nervous about a lot of things, Rick. For example, per ejemplo, when is the limbo contest gonna start? How am I gonna start it? Will I be able to go down low enough, Rick? You will, Caitlin. Do you think there's gonna be a conga line, Rick? Are we gonna do the chicken dance? Cause I love the chicken dance cause I wanna go bop 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 You need to hush it just for a second. I need to talk to your stepdad. Why don't you go? Try on my dress and model it for you. Okay, I will. Dude, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of hot girls were digging on me last night. They were paid to do that. You know what? When I get married, it's going to be next to a waterfall, and then it's going to be under a rainbow, 
And my husband and I are gonna gallop in on horses with fake unicorn horns. And my wedding dress will be part dress, part tuxedo. And then we'll look at each other and we'll be like, and I, I will always love you. Will always love you. That's, that's very good, Caitlin. Oh, God, I can't do this. I need to call this wedding off. What? Yeah, weddings are stupid. the wedding, Rick. It's my only chance to ride in the limo. Uh, look, Scott, marriage has its ups and downs. You know, but I'll tell you the truth, I love the hell out of Caitlin's mom. And what else? It's awesome not having to eat pizza alone. You're right. I could do this. There you go. Thanks, Rick. All right. Well, Caitlin, it's bedtime. Well, I will go into my bed, but I cannot Guarantee sleeping will occur, Rick. I am trying to reset my body clock to a more nocturnal one so I can stay up till the end of the reception so I can be like, a little bit softer now, 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 a little bit softer now. You're not getting a little softer now. Let's get a little softer now, okay? Let's go in the kitchen, have some grilled cheese and tater tots. Okay, Uncle Scott, are you gonna wear a top hat? No. Can I sign the guest book? Yes. Are you gonna cry? Maybe. Do you believe in God? Another great example of this sketch. God, I love these two characters so much. Uh, Tom Brady, doing, doing what he needs to do. He's playing a hungover dude, and, you know, sports figures can play hungover dudes. <laughs> I think that's one of the strengths that they have. Uh, and again, on, on a future episode of that show hasn't uh, been funny in years, uh, you will hear uh, the show that's dedicated to the pros and cons of when athletes and when jocks host SNL. Uh, we will talk about that. All right. Uh, we're building up to the final um, sketch that I'm going to play of the seven uh, Caitlin and Rick sketches, which is my favorite. Um, the one that I'm about to play is from January uh, 22nd, 2005. Season 30, episode 10. Paul Giamatti was the host. Ludacris and Sum 41 were the musical guests. Paul Giamatti was uh, coming off of uh, a pretty spectacular year uh, in which Sideways came out. He, of course, was completely robbed by the Academy by not even being nominated for Best Actor. And Jamie Foxx won for Ray, which is, I think, one of the worst performances to ever win an Academy Award. But... And, uh, and the fact that Paul Giamatti wasn't even nominated for giving what was easily the best performance of 2004 in Sideways and one of the best performances that Paul Giamatti has ever given. Um, so that was, a, that was a running gag, by the way, on SNL. There was an entire sketch that they did um, where Finesse Mitchell played a limo driver driving uh, Paul Giamatti and Finesse being you know, a big fan of Jamie Foxx and happy that Jamie, Jamie Foxx won the Oscar for Ray even though Paul Giamatti didn't get nominated for Sideways. So it became a joke. It was a joke because it was absolutely absurd that Paul Giamatti wasn't nominated for giving the best performance of 2004 in Sideways. Uh, so it became a running gag on that episode of Saturday Night Live that he hosted in uh, January of 2005. But one of the sketches that they did indeed was a, uh, a Caitlin and Rick sketch. Um, some of the other great things that Amy Poehler did, some of her impressions, let me just remind you before we play this clip of some of the incredible impressions that Jamie, that uh, Amy Pol uh, Poehler did. And Amy Poehler created not only these great, wonderful characters like Caitlin, and she created a bunch of other characters like Betty Caruso. She played Amber. Uh, she was Dorothy Winkster. She played Michelle, Mrs. Triggs. 
Uh, she was Sally Needler. She was the white trash wife who always showed up in Appalachian uh, emergency room. Uh, Sally, uh, she played the paparazzi. She played a great paparazzi character. There were a lot of really, and she was also great when she was pregnant. She played great, hilarious pregnant characters that were inappropriately pregnant. So she did a lot of really great character work. And, and also Amy Poehler did Amy Coulter, Anna Nicole Smith, Avril Lavigne. Her Avril Lavigne was hilarious. Uh, Britney Spears, Courtney Cox, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She played Dakota Fanning. Uh, she played Dolly Parton, Edie Falco, Farrah Fawcett, Fergie, Greta Van Susteren. Uh, she played Hillary Rodham Clinton. Obviously, her her Hillary uh, came back, you know, in 2008 during that whole election, and everything. Um, and her Hillary Clinton was fantastic and one of the best political impressions in the history of the show. She played J.K. Rowling, Julia Roberts, Katie Couric, Katie Holmes, Kelly Ripa, Madonna, uh, Martha Stewart, Marsha Cross. She played Michael Jackson, Molly Sims, Nancy O'Dell, Nancy Pelosi, Pamela Anderson, Patti Smith, Paula Abdul. Her Paula Abdul, hilarious. Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie Perez, Sarah Hughes, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sharon Osbourne. Probably my favorite impression that Amy Poehler ever did was her Sharon Osbourne. When she appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy with the dog doing her Sharon Osbourne. And so Aussie! One of my favorite impressions that she ever did. Sharon Stone, Shelley Long. She played Tipper Gore, Tanya Harding, Yoko Ono. All of these incredible uh, characters and these incredible impressions that Amy Poehler did. So the stuff that she did on that show was amazing. And the last um, Rick Caitlin uh, sketch I'm going to play, like I said, is with Paul Giamatti. And in it, Paul Giamatti plays a guy that works at a music store. Uh, he's a loser. He's been divorced. He's got long hair. He's too old to play to work in a music store. He's divorced, and he's a, he wants to be a musician. He's kind of a loser. He wears a vest. He's got a Dio shirt on. That's right, Ronnie James Dio being repped in this, uh, in this, uh, in this clip. Uh, and in it, um, uh, Caitlin wants to play a musical instrument. Rick is taking her to the music store where his buddy works, played by, uh, by Giamatti. And uh, they're going to shop for a musical instrument while uh, Rick hangs out and talks to the music store uh, employee, played by Paul Giamatti. And uh, make sure you give a listen to uh, Caitlin's fantastic version <laughs> of The Black Crow's Hard to Handle. Anyway, this is my favorite Caitlin Rick episode um and by the way oh i don't know if you noticed in that uh in the tom brady one where uh caitlin gets all excited and starts running around and saying he's here he's here he's here when the door is on you can hear amy break you can hear amy polar break horatio sands did not she was trying to make him break he did not break she did that happened uh in the in the last sketch so she tries to make uh him break in this one she ends up making paul giamatti break a little bit in this but uh this is my favorite sketch uh caitlin and rick go to the music store and again, this is from uh, January of 2005. Rick! 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 Caitlin, hurry up and pick out an instrument. We have to pick up your mother from work. Rick, if I don't choose an instrument for my music class by Friday, Mrs. Stoltz is going to choose one for me, and I don't want to get stuck playing the recorder. I want to play the drums, Rick! 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 I want to play the drums, the drums, the drums! No, you don't want to play the drums. We're going to ask your Uncle Chaz about it. You know, Rick, I've come to terms with the whole no drums thing, and it's been really hard, but I think that if we moved your solo flex out of the garage, we could put some drums in there. Rick, please, Rick, please, 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 Rick, drums, the drums. We can't get rid of the solo flex. I haven't stopped making payments on it yet. Hey there, Rick. Hey, Chaz. <laughs> I'm sorry about last Christmas, man. 
Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, Caitlin, give me five. Hey, Uncle Chaz. Go, 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 Yeah. Hey, Uncle Chaz, do you have a gig tonight? Uh, Can I go to your gig? Will you put me on the list for your gig? Will you put me on the guest list for your gig? Uh, oh, now, Caitlin, man, you're always on my guest list. Hey, Uncle Chaz, yeah. we're here to get me an instrument, and don't even say the drums, because Rick thinks I'll make too much noise. <laughs> well, look, you don't want to be a drummer, man. Drummers are douchebags. No. No, they steal wives. I know, cuz. I can't decide, cuz sometimes when I grow up, I want to be a professional musician, but other times I want to be a professional Price is Right contestant. I would always win, Chas, cuz I would wait till everyone was done bidding, and then I would say, one dollar, Bob. And then I'd be like, da 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 Then they'd be like, a new car! And then I would play Plinko, and I would be like, yodi 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 Pick out an instrument. Yeah, okay, okay. Now is the time to introduce yourself to your destiny. Today is the first day of your musical journey. But remember this, man. You don't choose the instrument. The instrument chooses you. Wow, awesome, Chaz. All right. And then how's your band? It's amazing, actually, man. Really amazing. You know, we're this close. We're this close. I keep telling them, we need to quit our day jobs. We need to eat music and sleep music and pay our bills with music. I mean, the stuff we've been laying down is pure magic. Absolutely instant classics. You know, we're doing a concept album right now, and it's called Merlin's Do. And it's all about a wizard lost in a violent world filled with processed foods and poverty and bitchy ex-wives. The wizard has an ex-wife? Well, yeah. It's kind of like rock meets folk meets country meets fusion metal. I call it Rafoco Met. Hey, guys, I can't decide on these instruments. I have an idea. Maybe my voice should be my instrument because I'm a very dynamic lead singer, Rick. Two, three, four. Boys come along and down by the dozen. That ain't nothing but chance and loving. Hey, little thing, I'm in logic and the girls of Mama, I'm a joy. Then I'm not yet around. Oh, see, the thing is, man, my head is simply filled with lyrics that come to me constantly. Man, listen, I wrote something last night. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. My love is a fool's game. The night's filled with moon shame. The wizard said... You high when you wrote that? Yeah, actually, I think I was. Hey, you guys, yeah. Rick, this violin is not good for me. It's yeah. too delicate. What if I sat on it, Rick? What if I sat on it? Yeah. I've almost sat on it three times since I've been here, Chaz. What if I fell on it and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, all right, cool it, cool it, Kate. Chaz, one mm. time, I was on the trampoline with my roller skates on, yeah. and I tried the backflip, and I flew up into the air, and I thought I was a goner. And time stood still, and I made eye contact with the bird, and the bird was looking at me like, you have not mentally prepared enough for this backflip. I will guide you safely back down to Earth. And then I landed, but I was still so scared, and I ran inside, and I was like, take me to Taco Bell, Rick! I need a tostada to calm my nerves! I need to make a run for the corner! Yes, yeah, Taco Bell, remember that? Rick, 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 Rick! That's a great story, Caitlin. Hold it. I'm hearing lyrics, man. Roller skates, birds, trampolines. Rick, Rick! All right, all right, all right. Listen. Everybody calm down. Caitlin, 
pick out an instrument. We're, we're gonna pick up your mother. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, man. The instrument that is calling Caitlin's name, the stins. That means drums, Rick. Rick. <laughs> All right, we can rent the drums for a month. Boom! But oh. you can only play them when I'm awake. Three trick, awesome! Here we go! And one, two, three, four! Win. All right, Rick, I'll just work on my stick work. Oh, look at this, Rick. So awesome, Caitlin. You know, Good, if you're coming to my gig, we have to hit the road. Tis a four-hour drive, and my van doesn't have heater back seats. This sounds awesome, Chaz. Rick, 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 Rick. I can't wait to go to the gig. Rick, I don't want to go to the gig. Please let me go to the gig, Rick. I don't want to go to the gig. No, no, Caitlin. You need to do homework. Thanks, Rick. Well, all right, I'll walk you guys out. I got to call home and talk, sing the lyrics to my new song into my answering machine. Do you like me? Yes. Are you still married to Victoria? No. Do you stay up late? Yes. Are you a morning girl? No. All right. That's my favorite of the uh, Rick and Caitlin sketches. Um, just really, really great stuff. Wonderful character work from both of them. And again, Horatio Sands never breaks. He's actually playing a one, you know, three-dimensional character. I love it. One of my favorite things that's ever been on the show. So uh, those are three of the seven times that Caitlin and Rick have appeared on the show, and they're all great. The other hosts, Lindsay Lowen, John Heater, um, uh, Tom Hanks, and Molly Shannon, they all appeared uh, with uh, Caitlin and or Rick um, in those uh, in those appearances. So you can find them all uh, on Peacock, or you can find them on the SNL YouTube uh, channel, uh, and uh, it's great. So, uh, you know, when asked what she loves about comedy, um, you know, Amy Poehler, who is a beautiful woman, Loves to dress up in weird stuff, uh, like a lot of the, the wonderful character performers and comedians and actresses that have appeared over the 49 seasons of SNL. So many of these great ladies just will do anything. They have no fear. They are 100% committed. They will wear the weirdest wigs and look the strangest and the craziest, uh, wear unflattering costumes, and do some of the goofiest and craziest, most unflattering, sloppy, goofy ugly stuff that you can possibly imagine to get the laughs. And that's one of the great things about SNL is that everybody, men, women, anybody who's on the show, uh, have a chance to really just push the envelope, look weird, look goofy, look insane, and get laughs doing it. And a lot of the the most lovely women who have been on the show have no fear about that. You know, Uh, They have no ego in terms of what they look like. And in these sketches uh, in which Amy Poehler played Caitlin, She's uh, wearing like a little, uh, you know, like a Mickey and Minnie Mouse little T-shirt. She's dressed like a 10-year-old. She's got crazy braces, and she talks with a lisp, and she's got weird little bob cut with ponytails, and she's got goofy glasses, and she, she's dressed very weird. Um, and she plays like a teeny little hyperactive, goofy, awkward 10-year-old. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that Amy Poehler really loved to do, and that's the kind of stuff that a lot of the ladies in the history of SNL really love to do. And here's a quote from Amy Poehler saying, I am of the school that loves crazy makeup and wigs and teeth and things like that. I always want my characters to look uglier than I'm allowed or than I have time for. I think as I've learned through meeting many people that come through SNL, vanity is the death of comedy, she says. Vanity is indeed the death of comedy. The minute you start feeling your hot stuff, 
you're in trouble. I'd much rather have people laugh than go, woo. I don't want any of that. I think it's pretty hard to be sexy and funny at the same time. Some people can do it, but very few can pull it off. And that was kind of her philosophy, uh, but, you know, behind a lot of the stuff and a lot of the comedy that she did on SNL. Um, she loved caricature work, and uh, Caitlin certainly falls into that uh, category. So, Caitlin and Rick, the title of this episode is Rick, 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 Rick. One of my favorite pairs of characters in the history of SNL. Some of the best work that Amy Poehler and Horatio Sands ever did. So, again, you can find seven appearances of this character on episodes of SNL, and please look for them. And I thank you for taking a listen and uh, subscribing. If you are subscribing, please do. You should subscribe to my other podcast, which is called the Nick D Podcast. It's a pop culture review podcast with great guests and great talk of movies and books and music and wrestling and television and all kinds of fun stuff. I have really cool, awesome, regular guests on that podcast. You should check that out. You should also check out the 24-hour streaming service here at Radio Misfits. It's like radio, only much cooler, with unheard music and incredible episodes of all the podcasts available on this network. It's free. It's like radio, only cooler, like I said. It's a 24-hour streaming service that you should check out radiomisfits.live. Please check it out. If you'd like to be a sponsor on this podcast, we'd love to have you. Sales at radiomisfits.com if you would like to be a sponsor on this podcast. You want to leave a message or have suggestions for next episodes of Saturday Night Live's podcast of That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. Any Saturday Night Live related topic or guest that you would love to hear about, let me hear it. 773-417-6948. You can email me at this podcast and at my other podcast. It'll get straight to me. Any suggestions, any questions, any comments. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank uh, Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits for everything they do. Please take the time to share, rate, review us on every platform, spread the word, and, uh, and please subscribe. And my thanks to the wonderful, the incredible Jason Skaggs, the unbelievably talented musician who composed and performed that great opening theme that you heard and this fantastic closing theme that you're hearing right now, the great Jason Skaggs. My thanks to you. Thanks for checking it out. I am Nick DiGilio. This is That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. We'll see you next time on Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs>